Hello and welcome to Modern Toy Fair. About a week ago, the world and the nerd fandom lost a very precious person to a lot of us in our childhoods. Um, Kevin Conroy unfortunately passed away after dealing with some illnesses. And today we are going to be reminiscing about him, his career, and some of the action figures that represented the versions of Batman that he played throughout the decades. I originally wasn't going to do our intros, but Kevin Conroy was a man of the theater and he would say the show must go on. So I am your host, Mr. Modern Toy Fair, and I am joined by the founder of the NECA Illuminati, the procrastinator of pre-orders, the delayer of shipments, my YouTube wife, Mrs. Modern Toy Fair, Jamar underscore games. But that's not all. I am also joined by the man Modern Toy Fair has full custody over. The man Optimus Prime popped in. He refuses to stop. The Twilight Knight. The master of mech. The three-pump chump of taking this show off the rails. Nate. How are, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing okay. Doing good. Doing Somber good. mood, but I'm doing well. Yeah. It, it was it, it, it was definitely a, uh unexpected thing to wake up to last week. Uh I ironically was like in the middle of, of doing some reviews and then I saw that and I panicked and started trying to figure out like, is this a hoax? Please be a hoax. Like, and then it kind of came out with the full story and it just kind of made it like difficult to do anything the rest of the day. So you just, especially with how often he had been going to conventions and stuff, you just, you were like, Oh yeah, he's fine. Like he's, he's out and doing stuff. It's not like, like when Stan Lee passed away, it, you kind of saw it coming because there was that period where he stopped doing conventions and you would occasionally see him like record something from his home, but you didn't see him other than in the cameos of the Marvel movies. I um, mean, plus he was like a hundred. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. And, and, and Kevin Conroy was only 66. So yeah. it, it was even more shocking. Uh, but I mean, all of us can agree, especially, I mean, more me and Jamar, but he, he was the Batman of our childhood. And then he yes. essentially grew into being everyone's Batman because he voiced almost every interpretation. He's probably, I'm pretty sure he's the only man to voice Batman and in animation, video game, and then get to play him in live action as well. Yeah, yeah uh, I think the only... Because, like, Adam West did it, you know, in, in live action and animation. But I don't think he did um, a video game. But I don't game. think he did a video game. Mm -mm. No. No. Yeah, so yeah. He, he he definitely, over the years, became the definitive Batman if he wasn't already from his incredible performance in just the animated series. Uh, but today we're, we're going to kind of go through and remember some of the action figures over the years that represented those characters that he, he voiced. Um because while we all will probably read the Batman comics and hear his voice, we also see those figures and we're like, yeah, the, that's Kevin Conrad. Like if, if you, if that character was the talk, that's what we hear. Yep. Um, the, the obvious first one is the, the old Kenner line, uh, which would have been, I, I would have been crazy young because the animated series started right when I was born, essentially. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. It's a, September 1992. Yeah, yeah, I was I was 
just okay. I was about a year and a half old at that point. Um, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. It, it, it is crazy to think. Um, but those Kenner figures, I remember those growing up. Like they they had thousand and one Batmans. You could get Ice Skater Batman, Aqua Batman, fucking anything you could think of they found a way to repaint the batman figure uh and it, it just even seeing those when you go into like a comic book shop or a, a vintage toy store and seeing those cards and stuff it really kind of takes you back and I, like those figures at the time i mean they were just had like what the five points of articulation so it wasn't like anything like groundbreaking but they still were so cool and that was back when we got they looked like the show they did they they yeah. the they matched the art style perfect with like the kind of beefed up chest and the little legs and like all that. It, it really did kind of capture exactly how the show looked, uh, no matter which weird version of Batman you got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess the question would be like, what figures from that line do you guys necessarily remember having or like that stuck out to you if you saw them at the, the store? Cause I know obviously Jamar, you were more of a turtle kid Nate, you probably, I don't know if you were collecting at that point necessarily to where you'd buy them. Yeah, I'd say it sticks out. Because, I mean, although Turtles were, you know, in that, but it was Turtles, Power Rangers. There was some other kind of, like, random stuff. But then you, it was obviously those Batman figures. To the point I didn't even know Kenner or anything at that time. They were just Batman toys. Mm -hmm. And um, what would honestly, like, stick out in my head when I try and think about the ones that... I just pick up randomly off the shelf and go to my mom and try to put it in the cart. Was um, there's I, I don't I don't even know the the context of what this Batman was, but it was like a blue and white, and it was like a, a froster I mean, ice Batman. Oh, was it the ice Batman. sled one? I don't think it, had, it didn't have like a. It may have had a vehicle. Well, it wouldn't have had like a full vehicle. It would have just had like some janky piece of plastic, like with some silver things that looked like quote unquote like sled like skate like blade things possibly <laughs> i just vividly remember the toy like um specifically that just because i also thought it was like weird that i didn't understand that there was like oh you're just making different versions i was kind of like well, what batman is this because i don't i don't remember you know batman being this color and stuff mm-hmm. like that so that was kind of cool and then i think that would probably be like my when i think of it that's what i think of um but just also those figures being like so many, so many places that um, there's a like a resale place. You guys would probably know of this in our local area called Babyland. I don't know if you've ever heard of Babyland or not. Okay, well it, it's it's on like Cleveland Avenue, and I just docked myself. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> um, but there they would have almost like it was just like reused toys and stuff like that, and clothes and whatnot for younger kids. But they would have a toy room, and they had just this bucket of just Batman figures. And it was all of the, like, Kinder, kinder toys, which is funny because they're probably, you know, cool to have now at this point. But I just remember digging through and, like, trying to pick out cool colors. It wasn't like I didn't care what the Batman was. I just wanted ones that were, like, a cool different color. That was, like, my collection of the, like, Kinder Batman. That's what I would say. I don't have one that sticks out other than the blue one because that was one I actually got from the store, which is, is a tough I, I, I'm honestly impressed that you owned a Batman figure growing up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how could you not though? <laughs> well, because well, I mean, you were you were you were a turtle kid, so like while Batman I'm was a cool, kid of the 90s, like 
<laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like it wasn't necessarily in your wheelhouse necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it's not like something touched on to me of like when I look back and I'm like, this defined my childhood as far as toy wise. The show is a different story. Like it was, you know, awesome, like amazing show, but like not like turtles were with toys. I don't know. Maybe my mom just assumed that I only like. That's not why I got Ninja Turtles for birthdays. She was like, "This is the least violent thing I can get him into. I'm gonna <laughs> pigeonhole him in the turtles and nothing else." <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe they were cheaper. Were they cheaper? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they all were Turtles around that like five dollar range or whatever back then. Yeah, I think they were like five ninety nine or something. No, my like mom. That. It would have just been whoever's the cheapest. That's what she would buy me a bunch of. <laughs> I uh, it, it's funny because yeah, it, it premiered in nineteen ninety two, uh, same summer that Batman Returns came out, which I was thirteen. I think. No, let me try to think about this. Ninety three. Or 92. But yeah, I was 13. Um, And uh, I initially was sort of not loving Batman Returns. Like, I was part of that group that was like, ah, wasn't what I wanted and and stuff like that. So, like, back then, you guys don't really remember, but there was a major backlash towards Batman Returns. It is not. Yeah, Yeah, it's beloved now. We all think it's great, me included. But at the time, everybody was like, like, that's not what we, we wanted. Like, we wanted Batman 2, not Batman Returns. And it was weird and gross and violent, and it's awesome. Ow. But at the time, it was just it was too different and too weird. Um, so when the show showed up, that was a little bit more like what, you know, we thought we were going to get more, you know, Batman. And uh, I remember I didn't watch it daily, but Fox would play it on in primetime. Mm-hmm. on Sundays. I think it was like at 7:30 that was considered still prime time and I would watch it then. Um I because I was 13 going on 14, I was not actively buying toys. This was my mm-hmm. short period of time where it wasn't I cool. was out. Yeah. Um it wasn't and I didn't even really cuz after they canceled the prime time show, um I kind of lost track of it because I wasn't really around for after school to watch it. And again, I was 13, 14 cartoons weren't really what i was into at the time um so i actually wasn't really like a follower of the show until like probably four or five years later and like after mask of the phantasm came out and i had seen it on vhs and i was kind of blown away by it and then i then i was in my collecting phase and so i was trying to go back and get them and at that time that was kind of the the initial like the late 90s or the mid to late 90s were that initial toy burst of collectors that's when star wars came back with power of the force um starting lineup was huge things like that mcfarlane was was just you know starting to come out so action figures were a big deal and those early batman the animated series figures were really tough to get especially the villains and i remember i found a loose combat belt batman which was the name that's Mm -hmm. the one i remember combat belt batman google it or look right here or here or here or here or wherever the pictures show up uh but that is the only original batman the animated series figure that looks like he did in the show it's the gray mm-hmm. it's the black and it's awesome and then i lucked out again because uh previews i think it was previews at the time there used to be two different catalogs that you could get a comic book store that's how long ago this was um but they offered a rogues gallery box set which had a ton of figures in it. They had uh, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Joker, um, 
uh, Scarecrow, Catwoman, but they were all they were all repaints. So they were not too far off, but slightly off. Killer Croc was another one that was in there, but it came in this awesome like it opened up. It looked like Arkham Asylum, and it had like a jail cell kind of thing, but it was all animated style. So that was how I got most of my villains. So I, I did then actively collect then and then when the 1997 kids wb refresh kind of came out um i actively then was collecting those figures so batman nightwing the tim drake robin the new batmobile i was you know i was buying those as they were coming out and it, as it always seems like when i get into a line they don't make as much like those were really those were trickling out mm-hmm. uh over the next and we rarely got any villains um we got like a carryover of bane a Ra's al Ghul, a Riddler, a Mad Hatter, which wasn't even the right one, and we did get the Creeper. We did get an updated oh. Mister Freeze in that line because they did yes, the the head, true, the spider head. The head. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. So, but there wasn't that much. There, was, I might be forgetting one or the, two. I more, think they but... updated Joker. At least gave him a new head because he had the yeah. all blacked out eyes and the pointy yep. chin. Um, but yeah, I think that was it, really. I don't think they really yeah. redid a lot of them, like, accurately. Because I remember the first wave was Mad Hatter, and it was the old version, the animated mm-hmm. series version, not the kids' WV version. Not that there was a huge difference, but there was a, a difference enough. Yeah. I, I remember they all came with those little, like, eyeglass things so you could, like, like mm-hmm. decode the, the picture. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was just awesome to finally have Nightwing. Yes. Uh, as a figure, that was great. That was great. And I love Tim Drake, even though it was the origin in the show was more Jason Todd. It was still awesome to have Tim Drake, a younger Robin. And so mm. that was great. I loved I loved all those figures. And over the years, I had gotten them, uh, most of them. And then when like the the uh, DC collectibles line started, I ended up getting rid of all those. Now those aren't really worth a lot, which is funny because of the DC collectibles versions coming out. And if you've seen any aftermarket prices on those, those are insane. Some of those, which I have them all. Um, I don't know that I'm going to keep them all because <laughs> some of those go for prices that I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, what now? Yeah, um, the, the, like my, that was my... never my intention, but. My, my buddy Spiros keeps rustling with that, too, because he's like, oh, I, I really want these, but they just sit in my closet and they're worth so much money. And I'm like, right. especially if Toddy Boy goes through and releases them all, then you're really going to get fucked because he's already right. like started. Yes. Yes, he has. There's a uh, Harvey Bullock that's coming out. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's still different. But yes, he yeah. is re-releasing it, which is a smart move. That mm-hmm. show is timeless. There are people yeah. who are watching that show for the first time now, you know, 20, 30 years, 30 years later. Oh my God. 30 years later, yeah, 30 years this year. Like, that's only like, yeah, oh, my God, 30 years 30 later. Years. And the this, this show still holds up amazingly well. And part of that has to do absolutely with Kevin uh, and, and all the voice cast, really the voice cast was top notch. If you didn't like, I mean, I remember like knowing most of the people in the voice cast. A lot of it was because I used to watch TV with my dad, mm-hmm. and I, I knew some of these older actors and these people that oh. had been around a while. But I mean, such amazing talent: Mark Hamill, Paul Williams, uh, Richard uh, uh, Richard Mall, uh, who used to be on Night Court, was Two Face. I mean, he was amazing in that. Uh, the lady from, as I knew her, the lady from America's Funniest People—that was Harley Quinn. That was Arlene Sorkin. 
Um, so, I mean, just, just such a cool voice cast. Adrian Barbeau was Catwoman. You grew up in the, uh, the late 70s or early 80s. You knew who Adrian Barbeau was. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 that show and, and those toy lines really were like a huge thing when I was a kid. I had, mm-hmm. you know, the Batmobiles, the, the Batcave, which even though the Batcave at that point was just a repaint of the one they did for the Michael Keaton Batman, but it was still like... It doesn't matter. It was still incredible. Um, I, I remember... A couple Batmans that like stuck out. There was one that was gold, and he had this giant, like, giant piece that would hook on his back, and had you press a button, the wings would shoot out of it. Yes. Uh, I, and I, I, I remember like I, I just was loved that because I loved the idea of like the cape being able to go out that far because the capes you got at the time it was just like a little ring that snapped on the neck and it just had cloth hanging off the back, so like there, you couldn't do a whole lot with them. Uh, the fact that we got soft goods, you know, at that point, soft goods, bro. It was, was, mm-hmm. it was an impressive feat in its own when you really think about it. Now, that dates like, back to superpowers, like mm-hmm. that that old cl- that, that uh, ring clip on the back of the neck. I mean, that's how long that's been around. That that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, you think about it. Superpowers was only eight years prior to that, which in the grand scheme of things is not that long. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems longer. Cause really the eighties should have like taken place over the course of like 25 years. It's that much <laughs> stuff packed into it in the nineties, at least 15 years. But yeah, it's funny to think about, you know, the span of time in between, but that's some shit that never gets old. Those clips and those caves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so like the, those figures were all absolutely incredible. And then, like you mentioned, going into the DC collectibles line, we we get into mm-hmm. the, what was it? It was it was the 2010s at that point, right? Yeah. And there's one. Yeah, DC collectibles announced they were going to do an animated series line, and everyone was so excited. And the figures came out, and it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of a bittersweet thing because it was great, but they were riddled with QC issues to the point mm-hmm. where like DC collectibles was directly replacing people's stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember my Batman, like I took him out of the package and his, I think it was his ankle just like crumbled and fell off and they sent me a new one and they even like, it wasn't in the package or anything. And it came up with a letter saying that they, they tested it out to make sure it was good before they sent it to me. And I was just <laughs> like, man, that's how, you know, you have a lot coming back. If you're like taking the effort to check it before you send it to people, because you're, you don't want to have to keep sending out new ones. Yeah. Um, it was also weird that, um, when they started out, like the first Batman they put out was this one mm-hmm. for the line. So this is the kids WB version. And the funny thing is, um, and we can talk about this in a second. I actually, I don't know if it's because I was collecting the toys so readily, or I was watching it daily. I actually prefer me too the refresh mm-hmm. more than the original. Yeah. Um, so, yep. I thought, and, and what's weird. I actually thought, uh, I actually thought Kevin Conroy was better Mm-hmm. in that line than he was even in the original which he was great but in this in this new section or the you know, the updated i just thought he was better and uh understood the character way more and i just i loved everything about it it, it it's sacrilege to some but mm-hmm. I, i'm glad i have a a fellow fan yeah uh, that, that, there, that, that, that's my favorite version uh one because i love the the design of the characters in that one mm-hmm. and i uh, because i don't get me wrong nothing wrong with the ones for the first three seasons but that fourth season mm-hmm. everything changed and it just looks so good 
and it kind of mm-hmm. matched that like style that was coming in with the wave of anime that had hit the states mm-hmm. and became big so it, it kind of refreshed it in a good way i um, mean it's ironic because i remember i think it was at chicago wizard world comic con i went to a panel that kevin conroe was doing and he was just talking about you know his experience is as playing batman and he mentioned that he he did he didn't necessarily enjoy the fourth season as much because he was told he was told to tone it down he was told to you know just be more more mono and don't have as much emotion in his words and stuff like that um so i found it very interesting that you you like looked at it the opposite way and thought that was like it's better work yeah that's funny that you say that i had no idea um, and maybe that's why. Maybe mm-hmm. the monotone and the the darker feeling behind it. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it so much more. A lot of it. If, if you've ever seen this show uh, and heard me talk about it, you know how much I love Superman the animated series. And this kind of flowed right in with that. It has mm-hmm. that. That makes sense. They actually fit better together. In fact, that they did a because they did the crossover. crossover. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Those... it was excellent. Yes, that, excellent. That, that that double up theme that they do. Yep. yep. Oh, my favorite line in the whole thing. I, I don't even remember what Bruce first says, but Alfred kind of clicks open this like jet pack when they're in Metropolis. And he's like, when in Rome, so Batman could fly too. <laughs> yeah. So I always loved that. That was such a great, great uh, scene. So, and they did like a sequel episode, which I thought was cool too, where Superman actually, uh, Clark actually wore the bat suit because Bruce Wayne was taken out of commission. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Tim and, and and Superman had to work together as Batman and Robin, which was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it, it was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, so that, that that DC collectibles line came out. Everyone was freaking out. It started off kind of hindered, and they 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 slowly improved it over time. And then they reissued the entire first wave with updated, you know, QC. And then they they kind of they kind of went balls deep on it because we got in scale vehicles, which was obscene, it, like, obscene, insane to get a one twelfth scale vehicle that size, mm-hmm. especially for the price point. Like, oh my god, if you pull out the Batmobile, I, I may cry. Um, <laughs> well, it, which one do you want me to pull out first? You have oh, wow. you have both, don't you? You have the Batmobile and the Batwing, don't you? Yeah. Oh my god. So, ah, man, it's so thing, beautiful. It's, it's huge. It is. I mean, look at it. Look at my head. <laughs> and it lights up and. Oh, yeah. Makes yeah. noise. They, yeah. they, they like, and that thing was what, $125 when it came out? I think so, yeah. I mean, this was also. This was also oh, te- a decade ago. Yeah, this was a decade ago. So, I mean, now this would be $350. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it with the yeah. regularity. Um... Uh, this thing is dusty as hell, but I do want to show. How big it is. Oh, yeah, because the fucking Batwing was absurd. I just like to point I, out that The bad thing is, is I have no so good place for it. I'll tell you right now, if you sell the Batmobile, I call dibs. Oh, okay. Because I I, I, still, I, I, I got rid of the, the Jazzings one because I was Holy angry crap. at them. So I, I want the animated one instead. So, yeah, it's really dusty. but Oh, my God. That's yes. sick. That looks like the like Batman's know. been like in a coma for ten months yeah. and <laughs> left yeah. the Batcave unattended. Like, I, it was supposed to come with like a wall mount, so you could actually like put it on the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's so big, like I. 
there's like this has been sitting up on a shelf for years, which is why it's as dusty as it is. I feel like part but of that has to be because didn't you have people working in your basement last year? Well, yes, I did. I had my basement uh, waterproofed and everything like that, and there was yeah dust and crap everywhere. Yeah, so I feel like and that that had something to do with it because I, I feel like it wouldn't be nearly as uh, probably not as bad probably otherwise. Not, but yeah, those things are are massive. Um, I also have the Bat Cave, which. Um, I'm not getting it because it's way over there in the corner and I'll die. Um, but it's also very cool. It lights up. It came with an exclusive Alfred. Um, I mean, they, they just went all out on this line. They really did. In fact, I don't even think there's any major characters that they didn't do. Uh, yeah, because they, they made it through quite a few before they finally called it quits when DC yeah. collectibles got, you know, shit canned. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to think. I mean, they made Baby Doll, like, mm-hmm. and they they went so, through and made some of the cops. Yeah, like they they had uh, that big Mark four Boya. or five pack or whatever, where you got some of the the police officers and shit. Who, well, you knew them by name because you know they became bigger in the comics and more regular characters. Mm-hmm. But in the in the show, they weren't nearly as like a mainstay to the point where you'd be like, oh, I remember this person from this episode and blah blah kind yeah. of thing. The interesting thing is, I, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm almost positive I'm right. Uh, Montoya, Renee Montoya, was created for the show. I believe she was. I don't think she existed yeah. up until that point. I think it was just like and how now, Harley she, was. Yeah. So she has now gone out, and she is in the comics. In fact, she was the question uh, at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was in she was in the Dark Knight trilogy, and then she was also obviously then in uh, Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. played by Rosie Perez. And uh, which was, you know, pretty cool to see. I mean, that's that's awesome to see like an animated character make that out. Yeah, especially make that big of an impact for something that mm-hmm. was so like with Harley, it made a little more sense because she was Joker's mm-hmm. sidekick. But to to have a character like that blow up to that kind of size yeah. over the years is just yep. crazy. Um, Jamar, do you? Now, do you... Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead with Jamar. Uh, I was gonna say, do you recall like? ever like seeing the dc collectibles line because i feel like at that point yeah. you would be old enough that batman might probably wasn't even on your radar yeah i think that was where i kind of not yeah it sort of basically fell off from like batman at that point because that was 2000 what we say like oh yeah that's the the old man batman from the batman beyond uh two pack mm-hmm I think that was really the only, but not in like uh, I want toys kind of thing. But mm-hmm. Batman Beyond was like, oh, I'll check this out. This is pretty cool. Like it was something you know different. But yeah, I think I was kind of, kind of unfortunately like not into Batman at that point. Which means it's understandable. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the DC like hot, like uh, collectible figures. I'm like, oh, never seen that before. That's cool. <laughs> But I feel like I did, but that was probably, that had to have been Kenner then, the uh, Batmobile. The old, the smaller Batmobile, yes. Not the one he just showed off. That one he just showed off was, yeah. Right, right, right. But yeah, that's about, that was about it. That's probably my my childhood on that one. Yeah. Now, do you guys have any particular favorite episodes? Of the animated series? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um... Probably have some that I. It's probably at this point. What can I remember? I mean, I, I feel like it's that. it's it's a generic answer. But the the what was it? The almost had him. 
Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, where all of them are playing poker. I think it was, and I think it was almost got him. Got him. That's right. Yeah, almost got him. Yeah. That the they were all playing poker, discussing the time that they almost got the Batman. Um, and then at the end, he he fucking has been sitting there playing poker with him the whole time. <laughs> yep, that's a great one. Um, my favorite. My, my favorite from the original series is Heart of Ice, which is the first Mr. Freeze oh, episode. Yes. I mean, that sh- that episode did so much for Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze was kind of, honestly, it was pretty corny mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. In Paul Dini, who wrote the episode, gave him this very tragic origin, and it was just it was just great. And really seeing what you know, a quote unquote, cartoon could do. Uh, but my my absolute favorite episode is uh, Over the Edge. And that was the one from the last season. And that's oh. the one that begins uh, with Batman on the run, basically. Yes, I was going to say that yeah. was going to be my, my favorite from that season, too, where the Scarecrow and, yep. and Barbara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, if you have never watched the, the latter section of the show or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, get on Amazon or whatever. I think Amazon has it. Uh, to stream, although I do highly recommend the the Blu-rays that they put out a few years ago. Incredible. Those look so good. They cleaned them up. I mean, they because those were shot on film, mm-hmm. um, and those were able to be totally restored, and they look incredible. That I mean, they used like such interesting animation techniques using black paper, uh, you know, drawing in in light colors on black paper to kind of give it that that dark look. Um, but that watch over the edge. It's such a cool story and if i wish we could have got a movie like that it's it's amazing there's oh, so much God. drama so much like, so much happens in 22 to 23 minutes right um it's it's incredible it's it's the batman story that we were promised at the end of uh the dark knight that we never got uh but this is what it was mm. so so good so good that's that's my all-time favorite yeah that that one like if i had to split between two it'd be that and almost had them or got him, and then I I really liked the Mister Freeze one, but I also really liked uh, Sub Zero the movie they did with Mister mm, Freeze. Absolutely, absolutely, that was just... really good too. Uh, shockingly, the same year that Batman and Robin came out, mm-hmm. they released that, and that that almost got buried because it was actually taking away from Batman and Robin because the cartoon, the direct to video cartoon movie, was so much better than the multi-million dollar you know theater <laughs> blockbuster so yeah that was an issue but yeah. that was so good too yeah, yeah love that i feel like jamar was looking up the uh the I'm like, yeah I, I don't think i we're gonna have to go in here and see if i can find those episodes yeah actually after reading my amazon prime so also, if we're going to include Batman Beyond and the Justice League series in it, too. Which, I mean, Kevin uh, voiced those in the Batman and those as well. I kind of also like the oh, I can't remember what it is. It's that I think it's like a two part or whatever. It's the one that takes place in the future. And you see older Terry McGinnis, like he's probably in his like 20s or 30s. And he finds out how he like came to be in like the fact that he was mm-hmm. Batman was orchestrated the entire time by Amanda Waller. Um, like I was like, man, that that's some fucked up mm-hmm. shit for a cartoon mm-hmm. to do. Yep. And it was some next level. I don't know, Jamar, have you ever seen that episode? Uh, no, again, that yeah, was. I'm, 
here for education purposes. So, so in the episode, essentially, <laughs> um, Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, is yeah. older. He's he's no longer the like high school kid who's working for Bruce Wayne. He's like in his like late twenties or thirties. Batman Bruce Wayne has gotten like to the point where he needs like meds to fucking stay alive. He, he's not doing so great. And Terry McGinnis breaks into Amanda Waller's home, and she has a conversation with him and she explains to him how essentially his father wasn't really his father because she had the doctor fuck around with their, you know, getting pregnant and used Bruce's DNA to make sure there'd be a new Batman. And she was going to have, um, Oh, what's her name? It's, uh, Andrea who was the phantasm assassinate his parents so he'd have the same tragic childhood that bruce did but andrea couldn't do it (laughs) what yeah yeah it's good stuff and justice league we really got to talk about justice league briefly because not only was that show amazing but then you had justice league unlimited Mm -hmm. which brought in you know a massive i was such a i was such a dc fanboy at that time um, that line, which I believe was Mattel then at that time, mm-hmm. they released so many Justice League Unlimited figures oh over God, the next yeah. few years. I mean, so many. Well, it's because easy and, for them because they all had that same body. Yeah. They just had to paint it slightly different and throw a caper yep. on. They did. And they did a lot of box sets. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was buying those on clearance at Target, you know, after Christmases and stuff. And some of those got really rare because um, there was they made so many great figures. And that, that's a fun line to collect. I don't know what they command now on the secondary market but that'll keep you busy for years to come because mm-hmm. uh, you don't javelin. see them all that often mm, yeah mm-hmm. yep yep uh such great things with uh bruce you know at the watchtower um the relationship with him and wonder woman oh yeah which had never really been done before at least i don't remember you know, it was always Superman and Wonder Woman, and that's what was really great about Justice League is that it was Bruce and Diana, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. Yeah, uh, in the episode of uh, I think it was an Unlimited with uh, oh, what's her name? Was it Ace from the the Royal Flush Gang? She was the little girl oh, yeah. who, who was basically Scarlet yeah. Witch and could bend reality, and it turned out that she was dying, and Bruce went in and. He had like this machine that was supposed to neutralize her, but he essentially sat with her until she died and then named his dog after her. Yeah. <laughs> Great That's stuff. What, what, Great you know, stuff. Why not? Yeah. Why not? That, that episode so, fucking gets me. You got to meet Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Multiple times, actually. Yeah. Uh, I have as well. Um, I, nothing but great things to say oh about God, him yeah. as a person. Just just a fantastic um you know person to talk to loved interacting with fans uh just you know what a great gig you know he he i mean he was the voice of batman for 30 years Mm -hmm. in most projects now a lot of the dc animated movies that they did later on would a lot of times use other actors but Mm -hmm. generally they would always come back to him yeah if it it was a standalone thing they'd come back to him but if it was part of their like new 52 weird universe they were doing they had their own actors for that but like even though it was a terrible movie the killing joke they brought him back so him and mark could be a part of that um but yeah wonderful man like i i had the pleasure of meeting him three times the first time was in chicago and that was when he first started doing the con circuit 
and you could tell that like it was one of those things where he he probably was skeptical to think like oh why would anyone want to meet me i just i'm a voice actor kind of thing um because like his his line didn't have a whole lot of people in it but like he still had a decent crowd and showing but he'd take the time and he'd sit there and have a conversation with you and answer your questions i remember my one buddy wanted to go with us but he had to work or something like that and couldn't get off so uh kevin was nice enough to let me record him doing the whole i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman uh to send him and uh you know and that back then he unfortunately didn't really know his worth and was charging next to nothing for like a picture and autograph and doing all this stuff um and the second time i met him it was he 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 drew a bigger crowd and uh that one was in god i want to say that was either i want to say that one was in either i want to say it was either moroville or in philly one of the two um and then the final time he had a massive crowd and like the wait was was really long and that one was at wizard world cleveland uh me and my buddy went up there because at that point the mondo figures had come out and we wanted to get those signed and uh, again he was just so nice and still would take time even though he had a huge line he wanted to make sure that that you know he took the time to, to talk to all the fans and answer other questions and stuff and he like you could tell he he loved the fans and he loved the role of of playing batman and he he never shied away from it and i'm so happy that he got to tell his story as well through that um that whole batman or finding batman comic that they they let him um write and it it was just kind of like a real special thing to see him get to do that and also seeing him like i mentioned before getting to play bruce wayne in a live action Mm -hmm. because he that's the thing not only did he sound great, but he could have been Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it really wasn't that. I mean, his physique was similar to like Michael Keaton's. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't a huge guy or anything like that, but he was a good-looking guy. Uh, definitely could have been Bruce Wayne. You definitely could have bought it. A lot of times, you know, voice actors, you see them and you're like, oh, they don't look anything like, you know, the yeah. character they play. Mm-hmm. But you know, he definitely did, and it's so much that they allowed him to, be, or not allowed him, but he he got the opportunity to portray Bruce Wayne, you know, in a live-action show, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and before we, we, you know, close things out, because unfortunately we do have uh, to still do our live stream, uh, I do want to take a moment to talk about the, the video games. I remember when mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum was announced and they announced that him and Mark Hamill were going to be the voices of Batman and the Joker. And I think they brought back a few other voices, too. Like I know, Yeah, I mean, Arlene Sorkin uh, came back yeah. for Harley. Mm-hmm. So at least for the first game, I think Tara Strong took it over. Yeah, Tara Strong took it ones, over for I for think she City. came back for the first one. Yeah. Um, so like that was such an exciting and big deal. And then to see him get to play Batman in this, even, even somehow darker version than what we were used to Mm -hmm. with the animated series was incredible. And, and they made sure to, to do it justice with the action figures with that as well, because the DC direct line, while it had limited articulation, the figures were beautiful. They looked like they, they, you know, pulled them right out of the game. They looked incredible they, they made sure that they even did variants of Batman where you had like, cause throughout the game he'd get dirtier and more beat up and his suit would get, you know, kind of destroyed. And they did alternate versions of like him battle damaged him, muddied him with like the, the Titan green ooze all over him. Like they, they really made sure that line had everything you could want from it. Um, and they continued that with city. Um, 
they they tried to continue that with night but night kind of fell flat unfortunately like it was still it was still a good story it had its problems but it it unfortunately didn't live up to the hype of the first two games uh which is sad but uh it, it it they, they they still put out some really good figures at that point. They had improved the articulation quite a bit as well. Um, Jamar, I know like that's that's gonna be where you're probably gonna have the most yeah, talk about the video games. Talk about why the the last one didn't do so well on you know my podcast. Why are you a gamer when it comes back in 2025? Um, but no. we got a date. We got a date. Don't don't let him don't let him go. Uh, I went for enough out, but yeah, just briefly, that was like me like getting back into batman and being like oh shit like we could have some pretty dope ass stories and it was cool also not to mention it just kind of revolutionized like what a superhero video game could be it wasn't just like oh go save the day kind of thing but it was like great combat mechanics amazing looking game story insane obviously voice acting was like top notch so it was like oh shit am i a batman fan again and um yeah i just to me that's where i i kind of had that moment of like oh shit he he's actually batman like he can just cross different you know medias and still be be batman which is was pretty awesome but i was hoping we at least mentioned the video games because that's a big guy yeah i, I wanted to make sure because th- those were big that was a, a solid <laughs> yeah, like I mean, what really six absolutely. to nine years of, yeah. of content that he was a part of and, it, and he was a massive i don't part play of. a lot of games but I played those and they were great, especially the first two. Yeah, yeah. the first two, like they, they could have ended on those and it would be fantastic. But they they continued and I'm, I'm not happy with it. I still enjoyed the game. It had its faults, but it, it was what it was. And we still got to see a story play out with probably the two people who you can never replace in the roles of Batman mm. and Joker, like live action, video game, animation, no matter what, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy will always be Joker and Batman. Yep. Um, so we're we're gonna close it out here. Uh, we're gonna yep. do it a little, a little different than usual. We're not gonna do the usual like rigmarole. All I will say is, let us know in the comments below your how how you remember Kevin Conroy. Some of your favorite moments, yep. your favorite toys. What properties? Like, what was your first experience with him and as the character of Batman? Um, yeah. Well, what was your favorite version of his Batman? Like games, shows, movies. What was it? Yeah. So I so, definitely want. And if you were a big fan of the show, what was your favorite episode? Yes. Let us know all of that in the comments below. Um, but Kevin Conroy will be very, very much so missed. Um, may he rest mm-hmm. in peace. And hopefully we will see you next week. Same toy time, same toy fair channel. Thank you for watching.